Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Do The Thing dating experiment. So, all right, guys. Well, this is exciting. I'm bringing back on a Do The Thing podcast episode guest. He had actually come on a couple times to the Do The Thing podcast, and he was a part of the Do The Thing singles community from the very beginning and really provided such valuable insight to helping that community get launched and to be able to give just such a unique perspective and really was able to articulate kind of what is happening right now in the dating market back when we had talked initially and we had actually done another interview on 75 Hard, which was also a really fun interview. And so anytime I get to talk to him, it's always good. And so I've been seeing something recently from the Do The Thing community, which made me want to bring him on again. I have several guys in the group that have been talking about being in the friend zone and how hard that is for them. And really just you want to be able to get out of that friend zone, but it's scary to know how to do it. And so anyway, I just thought this was kind of the perfect opportunity to bring him back on and we could talk through just this important topic because it could help so many people that are feeling like they are friends and they're having trouble getting out and who knows what's going to come from this interview. So I'm excited to welcome Scott Glenn to the show. Hey, Scott. Hey, Stacey. Thanks for having me out again. Yeah. Thanks so much for agreeing because I know you met someone, so you're not even in the singles community right now, which is great. I love when people graduate and then we can still keep in touch on certain things. And it's just been amazing just to kind of even see you progress through all the things that you're doing. Oh, thank you. I don't miss using dating apps or chasing. <laughs> it's been, it's been very, it's been a pleasant start to 2023 dating somebody who has been very easy to date and somebody who I've known for a couple of years. Yeah, that's amazing. How open are you sharing? Do you, are you open to sharing how that transitioned in terms of knowing each other for a few years and now dating? Yeah, I think in this case, it was somebody who I would say I was kind of friends with, but more acquaintance. Like we knew each other. We were part of an online group together. We had met in person, but we were also part of an online group together. would always talk about the same thing, share things. When I ended up going on a group trip and realized there was a lot of chemistry and yeah, it's been going great since. So, and I think it's probably one of those where timing was really critical. She even said, if we had been in that situation maybe a year earlier, nothing would have ever happened. Just good timing. We both had become recent empty nesters, both in a position where we hadn't really been dating anyone seriously for a while. Both were kind of looking for something and had known each other long enough that we knew we shared a lot of core values and just were in a good situation where we were able to get to know each other in a more than just a day because we were on a trip together. So it was having three or four days together and a lot of extended time. It just worked out really well. It's, you think about it, it's a little bit of a coin. I mean, it, it's kind of dumb luck in some ways, right? But it worked out really well. Yeah. I think it's so cool when you take a chance and you even just go on a trip like that and then you're doing something different and new and then all of a sudden you get to see okay wow that was actually really cool not only did i have a great time but i met someone that now is in my life yeah i would love to hear so when people are in the friend zone and it's hard to get out what are your thoughts just about that in general well i kind of bucket things into if you look at those personal relationships i, I kind of look at three different buckets there's the 
the people you meet on dating apps who sometimes you become friends with, even though that's not what you set out to be. You get friend zone. You go on dates and you realize you like each other, but something happens along the way and there's you become friends versus you know, romantic interest. Then you have acquaintances. So people that use their friends, but they're not people that you hang out with every day. They're not people you see or talk to. They're people who are who are friends, but maybe not at the uh, level of like really close-knit friends. Then there's your really close-knit friends who you know, a part of your regular life that, you know, you see every week, you talk to frequently. So I look at those three categories because I think they're each a little bit, I think you have to approach each differently because there's, I think the landmines or, or, or the strategy, if you will, is different in, e in each case. Yeah. So let's start with the meeting on the dating app and then you realize it's not romantic in the beginning and then you end up becoming friends. Like, what do you think about that scenario? I think, and, and I'm coming at it from a little bit from a guy's angle, but from what I hear from my female friends and, and listening to my female friends, I think has made me, I've been divorced for 16 years. And so I've been on a lot of dates <laughs> through, through dating apps and through friends, but I've learned that the strategy is you want to start the first day in most cases you kind of want a strategy that says, I'm not even going to touch this other person. And I'm not going to, even when we go to say goodnight, I'm going to, I call it the Keanu Reeves hug. If you ever look at Keanu Reeves, he will reach in like he's hugging, but he won't make contact with somebody. <laughs> he's very sensitive that way. And I kind of think that. So you, your goal is to go from that on the first day to intimacy by the third day. And that's, that's, that's a huge challenge, but it's how you mentally have to think if you're a guy. What I hear that men do too often on the first day, the mistake they make is they get too touchy-feely on the first date, which is a turnoff. The advice I've given friends who are new to dating who are failing is when you go on a first date, the woman, act like it's a friend, someone you grew up with, that you went to high school with, and you lost touch, but you were really, really close in high school, and now 20 years has went by, and you run into each other, and you decide to go have a drink. Treat the person like that. You're not going to tell them how beautiful they are. You're not going to tell them how hot they are. You're not going to be grabbing their leg. You're not going to be touching. You're going to be asking them questions about their lives. You're going to show genuine interest. And that, from what I, again, that's my personal strategy because everyone I talk to, unless you're so damn good looking and hot as a guy, that doesn't matter what you say, <laughs> you're the average guy. A woman doesn't want to be told over and over how beautiful she is by a stranger. They want somebody who's interested in getting to know them. So your first date is all about that. But once you get to know them, then if they like you, they're looking for you to make a move. And so you have, to me, you have a very narrow window to get from, I've got to know you on the first day. We've talked a lot. By the third date, you've got to be able to show interest. You got to make a move, but you're going to have to. If you don't, my experience is, if by the third day you haven't tried to kiss the other person, and even if you if it's a light kiss, if you're not showing a really, really strong interest in moving to the next level, you're going to put yourself in the friend zone. Again, I'm not saying this is a rule that applies to every single person, but in general, from my experience and personal experience as well as talking to my female friends, there's not a lot of interest in having somebody who you just go out with repeatedly who never makes a move. And once, once you get into that mode, 
you can be the greatest person in the world, but if you put yourself in the friend zone, so you have to think about that strategy. And, and like I said, I it's different from most people, but I would say the general rule is third, fourth day, it should be very clear that you're physically attracted to the person and you're very, very interested. And if you're still in the nice guy mode, you're probably just going to get friend zone. Yeah. What does that look like by the third date when you're you want to move out of the friend zone and show the interest. Are you then just asking <laughs> permission at that point? Or no, I, you... I find what works well, it's very, I, I do this, it's very genuine. It's not trying to play a game. But again, it goes back to that first day, getting to know the person, asking them questions. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, want, you don't want it to be a job interview, but you want to really get to know the person. And this is a challenge for guys, and this is what would make it help us. It's understanding her communication style and her preference. Is she somebody who likes to text during the day or when she's working, don't text me, don't bother me? Or is she early, does she go to bed early? But figure out when she communicates, how she likes to communicate, and follow up. So she told you something about her upcoming week on that day, ask about it. It shows that you listened and that you're interested. Do things, whether it's she had a big work event, a party, something was going on with her family. Show interest. Ask about things that you heard on the first day. If you talked about, if she shared a favorite book or song or something, and you you have a favorite song and you listened to it, share, oh, I listened to it. That was great. Show that you actually paid attention and that you're interested. And what I find is if you find the right communication cadence, by the next day, there's excitement, right? People are excited when others take interest in them. And now on that second day, you're going to find somebody who has their, especially if you're talking a lot, you're going to find somebody who has their guard down. And so now, now being a little bit more touchy-feely, not gropey, but a little more touchy-feely. So you're walking to a restaurant, maybe putting your hand on her back or touching your hand at the dinner table, something like that. You're now giving those signals on a second date of, okay, now we're comfortable. You know I'm interested. I've followed up with you. I listened to you. Now I'm going to show you a little bit more and then definitely go for the kiss on a second date. Now you're just kind of building up on that by the third date. If you're still just talking, 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 and there's nothing, you're not going to get anywhere. I think the other thing that would happen that I see happen a lot is if there's no communication between the dates, mm-hmm. it becomes very difficult. I, I think to me that. I've had friends who you meet somebody online sometimes and a lot of people say, I don't want a pen pal. So you got to ask people out quickly. But I have found that where you do have two people who their schedules don't align, but they really like each other and they talk a lot before ever meeting, there's a lot of excitement with that first meeting. And assuming you both posted accurate pictures and if we're honest with each other, that first day usually is a lot more exciting when there's a lot building up to it. But the reality is a lot of people don't like that. They want to meet quickly. So your job is once you meet quickly, it's between that first and second date, it's how much can you build on that first day so that second date becomes exciting. If you're if there's no communication in between, eh, that's another trap where I find it's hard to make that transition from we went on the first date and we talk, no contact, and by the third date, we're all over each other. It's hard to do that if there's not a lot of communication in between. Yeah, totally. It's like you're building up this conversation in between the dates and then it goes right into the next date. 
Exactly. And I do think both men and women are serial daters, but I think men don't talk about as much with women. Like, you will hear men get together and say, oh, these women are all serial daters. I don't think there's a, a site on Facebook, are we dating the same woman? But <laughs> we all know but there's in every city, there's a site that are we dating the same man, right? So mm-hmm. men are accused of being serial daters more often. And I think if there's a lot of, for a guy, if you go on that first date and you're following up with a lot of questions and you're adhering to her communication style, she's now seeing that you're probably not a serial dater. You're actually, you listen to me, you're interested in me, you're talking, you're asking questions and wow, now I'm kind of turned off and now I'm kind of, I'm excited. I think this guy's genuinely interested. The biggest complaint I hear from my female friends who are on apps is guys never ask them questions. Right. Yeah, you're making me think this serial dating thing, that's what's new from this online app culture, right? It's because back in the day, there was an app, so you really didn't have the chance to serial date as much as now. You could literally be dating seven people at the same time, which is where I think people are feeling more window shopped and not anyone caring to get to know them. Yeah, and so I think that's, again, from a guy, if you want to avoid the friend zone, it's get in there the first date, show interest, follow up, but then be ready. Again, if your chances are, if you have a great first date and you're following up about the second date, asking questions, you're showing a general interest, you're reading the signs from her as to this is how I like to communicate and when. By the second date, you're on a second date, she's probably at this point on that second date because she's interested. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, now you've got to show that you're interested. And again, there's a big difference between groping somebody and, and still having physical contact that is welcome and not overwhelming. And again, reading the person. For the second example, what was that one again? Where you have an acquaintance, where it's someone in your life daily but you, you've known for a while and you realize, hey, I may be interested. I think transitioning from that into dating isn't as risky. Obviously, it's, you don't want a reputation. You don't, I think the, the catch is you don't want to do it too often. Mm-hmm. So if you're somebody who, I admit, I even look at myself and I know I have that reputation. That's unfair because I've had, I've had it for a female acquaintances have told me that they were interested in me. And I'm like, okay, I guess we can give this a try. But what happens is you start to, if you do it too often, you start to develop a reputation and people are seeing you as a player and that any friendships you have are not necessarily real, then you have a hidden agenda. And so you have to be a little careful there. If you're in a network of people, and again, it's someone you're not seeing on a regular basis, but they still know a lot of the same people you know, try dating those people and you do that multiple times, you could be damaging your own reputation. In the second scenario where you have the acquaintance and you want to get out of the friend zone acquaintance and go into more of a romantic relationship, for that scenario, you could do it, but you want to be more choosy on when you do it. Uh, I mean, choosy. And I think you want to take advantage of any type of, if you have common friends, which often that's, you know, somebody when I say acquaintance, it's like, you know, the person you, you hung out with them and they're usually part of a larger friend group. You may not see them on a regular basis. I think you kind of start by asking that mutual friends and not really, would you set me up? But Hey, that person seemed really interesting, kind of know them, but haven't really gotten to know them really well. You know, what are they like? Are they dating anybody? Mm-hmm. What type, type of person are they interested in? 
that I think is a, is a good first play just to make sure you're not walking into something and going, oh, that was kind of dumb. <laughs> and so what do you do? I'm thinking of this like you're at a yoga studio or we talked about Orange Theory earlier or you're playing tennis or pickleball is the new thing now. So you're seeing the person. So you're not good friends yet, but you're just sort of acquaintances, as you said. So what do you think is the way to, and you are interested and maybe you're not doing it that often. What would be the way to approach that in your opinion? I think there's a few strategies. One is, again, if there's people that you have in common, it's almost before you put yourself out there, it's checking, is this person available or are they dating somebody? What type of person are they typically interested in? What's their story? And then I think it's also, if you can't do that, I would say, or even if you can, a good first move, it's always less threatening if you start in a group setting. So I would try to find a way with people who are in the same group to maybe set up a group event, mm. get to know them a little bit more in a group event. So I can think Orange Theory, I go back way back when, before I got back into it, I was part of an Orange Theory group and, and we would do that. We'd all get together. People who were in the classes and familiar faces, we'd talk sometimes and go, hey, anyone interested in grabbing a drink sometime? And there's a group. And it was a little bit easier than to get to know people, less awkward than asking somebody one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. The third area is the close, close friend. The person who is part of your everyday life, somebody who is a very valued friend, someone who knows you inside that, someone that you don't have to go to somebody else and say, are they dating somebody? Because uh, you know the answer. And, and if you say, what's their type? You know the answer because you, you spent so much time with them. That one in particular is a very, very, I won't go there personally. So that's one I avoid. And I've had a few people who said men and women can't be friends because mm -hmm. there's always an agenda. And my, and my response is, I feel sad for you because I have very close female friends who are an amazing part of my life and who I'm so grateful for. And I would never do anything to risk those friendships. If you think about it, we're at a point right now of what, 50% of marriages end in divorce. And then most people are married once or twice in their life. Yet you're in so many relationships in your life. So what I'm getting at is relationships, the odds are relationships will fail. And being a friend with somebody and dating somebody is a lot different. And so you have that close friend and you say, oh, I want to take it to a new level. Guess what? Odds are it's not going to work and you've just lost a friend. I look at my closest friends and I would never want to risk that. It's not worth it. Like their friendship is so meaningful to me that I would not want to date them because I know the chances are it's not going to work out and I just wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want to lose that friendship. And so that one I would say, the only way to ever approach somebody who I'm really close friends with and try would be... I can't function without this person. Like I'm so in love with, but I'd also have to have a feeling like it's mutual yeah. because otherwise sometimes as men, we're guilty of, I talk to guys and I always think women aren't that different than we are. So how would you feel if you were a guy and you had a close, a close, close, close female friend, you consider her a sister, but you weren't at all romantically interested in her and you know, you wouldn't be. And then one day she tells you that she is just crazy about you and wants a relationship. What's it going to be like going forward? 
because you're not interested. <laughs> are yeah. you ever going to have the same level of relationship? And you can't tell me you are because you're not. <laughs> you know, because yeah. that, that is now out there and you can't remove that. And where it really becomes awkward is if you start dating somebody, well, then no, you can't hang out with this female friend who's now told you that mm. they're in love with you or they want to be with you. So you're, you, you basically have dissolved a friendship. And so I always say, be careful. I personally have never been in a situation where I'd say, I really want to go there. Maybe I, I go back to college because we're hormone driven. <laughs> <laughs> Life's different, but as an adult, mm -hmm. I think about my closest female friends and I think they're all attractive, but they're my friends and they're very close friends and I, I would never risk losing them. Yeah, it makes me wonder how you almost want to then be careful about friend zoning someone. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when you meet someone new, where I'm thinking of, you almost want to realize before they become that close friend that you're interested in another level. I'm just curious what you think about that. You know, that's Stacey, I, when I was on the apps, whenever I would read something that said friends first, I would immediately swipe left or delete. I would never, I, no, that my, my answer was immediately no. If you say we're going to be friends first, no. That's not, it doesn't work. And so mm. whenever I saw that, I would, I would, no. And I, I had female friends who would show me their profiles and, I would, and they would, they would say friends first and like, no, 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 no. Friends, friends on the first date. Yes. <laughs> on a third date, we're not friends anymore. Actually, I would, I told women, if I feel like by the third date, third or fourth date, that if I feel like you just want to be friends, like anytime I touch you, you kind of move away, that you're now friend zoned. I'm not investing my time. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's no, <laughs> it, it's too difficult. I met somebody once on a dating app who she told me on the first date that she had a rule that she wanted 17 days before she would sleep with a guy. And I said, yeah, okay, I'm never gonna get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially uh, when you have these hard, fast rules. At some point, you want to play it like you feel it when you're meeting someone and and kind of determine based on the person, not because you have some rigid idea of what something should be. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think you do have to look at, like I said, there's, while there's no, this rule applies to every single person, again, after 16 years, I would tell you 80% by the third or fourth date, you're intimate. Mm -hmm. If you're attracted to each other and you play it right, yeah. And so to go beyond that, whether you're a man or a woman, if your idea is, no, no, that's too quick for me, yeah. Okay. That then you you know you're entitled to that, but you're going to have a very narrow window of people to select from because that's kind of become a bit of the norm. Three, four, five dates at the most. I, I think most people would say, "Yeah, if we haven't been intimate by then, it's not going to happen. We're just going to be friends." So, from a guy, what I tell another guy is, "Yeah, you <laughs> you need to man up." But again. It's not groping and it's not the first date is about getting to know the person. And it's my experience as a woman would, would much rather have you ask about what's a day in the life like? Tell me about your family. What are some places you'd love to visit? What kind of music are you into? That's a conversation being told, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Oh my God, I love your eyes. Oh my God, that look color is great on you. Okay. To me, compliments are great when you know somebody. Mm-hmm. I said compliments from a stranger and maybe in passing, if I'm walking down the street and again, I tell guys, put yourself in a position. If I'm walking down the street and a woman looks at me and she goes, Hey, I love that shirt. And then walks away. 
then I feel good about myself. Like, that's nice. But what if she goes, I like the shirt. And then she follows me and goes, those are great shoes. And she, oh, those are people more. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, okay, now go away. Now you're making me feel creepy. <laughs> well, when you're on a date and, and your date is just constantly not wanting to get to know you, but pounding you with telling you how great you are. I think a lot of guys think that's what a woman wants. I don't, I don't think so. I think she wants to want someone who wants to get to know her. And then at the same time though, so then again, it's that game of transitioning from a first date of, Hey, we're just, this is my old friend and I'm talking to you. And by the third day, showing that general physical attraction, you have to do that. Cause if you keep going every date is an interview and getting to know you at some point, the other person is man or woman, you're friend zoning the other person. Yeah. And I love that idea of by the third date, there's some level of intimacy. And just to show that I'm not here just for a friendship, I want to go deeper with you. And I think that that's really cool because you're, whether it's the hand on the back or whatever you're doing, you're showing that you want more. And so then you're not going to get completely friend zoned and then risk a friendship because they already kind of know what you're wanting. Yeah. I think sometimes guys, they hear about all these players and they want to show they're a nice guy. But at some point, you got to transition out of the, the nice guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm also wondering, so I'm thinking of the second scenario is probably the most common that is hard to do because you see this person when you're doing the things that you're doing. Like you said, you have some of the same friend groups. What would you suggest for someone to kind of convert that person into more than a friend? What's that strategy? Are you just basically going up to them and saying, hey, do you want to go out for coffee or is there something specific that you think would be good there? One strategy is doing a little research if you have mutual mm-hmm. friends who may know a little bit more to see if it's safe. Why approach somebody if you know, oh, wait a second, they are dating somebody and it's pretty serious. Or yeah, they're, no, they're not your type. You know, trust, you know, trust. Well, that, that one though is a little bit tricky because I've been told that. I mean, the person I'm dating right now, I was, it's funny, we were both told by numerous people that we weren't each other's types. And yet we just click, we have so much in common. And I think a lot of it was we were talking to people who were also acquaintances, who didn't know us mm-hmm. that well and probably had a conclusion about who we were that was different than who we really are. But it still, it doesn't hurt though to, to at least understand is the person available? What's their history? What are they like? And I think it's, again, if it's possible, start off, try to find a group setting. If you have that opportunity to do things in a group, then it becomes a little bit easier because you're not making it awkward for the person if they're not interested in you. Because you're just saying, hey, as a group, why don't we do this? As a group, why don't we do this? And then in that group setting, then try to get to know them a little bit better and see where that goes. If I, again, if I look at my current girlfriend, that's exactly what happened. Like, and, and it was that actually we weren't, we went on a group trip. Neither one of us really interested in the other. It just happened that we were on a group trip and kind of realized, hey, wait a second, there's a little bit of a spark here. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's, it's a little bit easier that way. I think if either one of us had reached out to the other person before that group trip and said, you know, I'm kind of interested in you, it would have been a little awkward. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Whereas with the group trip, we were able to get to know each other, to spend time together, then realize, hey, this is, yeah, this is interesting. I think that's, if you, if that's possible, that's the strategy. I think otherwise mm-hmm. you can do the, hey, would you like to get coffee sometime? But you got to read it because that's, the catch with that is you probably have one opportunity and one opportunity only. But what I mean by that is if someone says, yeah, because you never know the response 
say you're at Orange Theory, you finish a class, hey, would you ever be interested in being for a drink sometime? If they're like, oh, my schedule is really hectic right now, but thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. You don't know if that means, no, my schedule is really hectic or I'm not interested. But the problem is you can't keep asking. <laughs> if you yeah. keep asking, then it becomes, you're kind of a stalker. This is awkward. I don't want to be around you. Yeah. So that's why I say it. If you're going to ask them one-on-one, you only get that one time. If you do the group thing, and the thing with the group thing that I find too is, in today's world, all of us have FOMO. So let's say you do a group and that person doesn't involve themselves, but the rest of the group goes. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, we have a fun time. And this person's kind of part of that group. Eventually they're going to go, I want to participate. And so it is an opportunity to get to know them a little bit more. Yeah, this is actually timed really well. I just started planning this, do the thing, post your own event at your home thing. And so it's like the idea is you're pulling in friends, but then also acquaintances and different people. So you kind of increase your network in the community. And so that might be a good strategy too, is just even doing your own little parties at your house. And that could be a way to bring them in too. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's that's a great idea, actually. I love it. Yeah, because now you're giving them an opportunity to see a little bit more about you. And if it's someone you're interested in, especially if you're somebody who's a good host and you can show them that you're able to, you have multiple talents, you're able to cook, you can entertain, you're playing music that you like, that you, if they like. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's a great idea. That's good. I literally just set up the little mini private Facebook group yesterday. So the timing is always good. <laughs> Thank you, universe. I'm also wondering that idea of the communication style. I love when you said that, because I think that's one of the biggest complaints I hear from people is the no communication or too much communication. And I'm just kind of curious. And I think we talked about this a little bit on one of our episodes, but I'm just curious, what has been your way to be able to tell the amount of time you're communicating with someone? I've gotten to a point where I've just, I've learned, you know what, I'm just going to be direct. So my current girlfriend and I, we were out of the country together for like three, four days. And when we got back, I sent her a text message and said, hey, pretty much you can text me whenever you feel like it and you won't annoy me. I'm open to it. If I don't respond to you, just assume that I'm in the middle of something and I'll get back to you. But there's really no time. I joked and said, I'm kind of old, so after 11 o'clock until like maybe 7 in the morning, if you text me a lot then, you're going to annoy me. Otherwise, <laughs> during the day, if I don't get back to you, don't read it as me being annoyed and read it as me being busy, but certainly feel free. If anything's in your mind, always say hi. And then she followed up with, I appreciate that, and I'm the same way. And so it made it really easy for us then to get into this cadence of sending the other person just a, hey, I'm thinking about you during the day, or hey, how's your day going? And knowing that it wasn't going to be an annoyance or anything. Yeah. And also helped too that when you text the person, they don't respond immediately. If one time they respond immediately, the next time they don't, they've already told you that that's kind of how they are. And I think for us, that's made it good. Or there's a case where right now we know each other's schedule inside now, but in the early stages it was, oh, by the way, I'm going up to Michigan to be with my son. So if he texts me, I may not respond until the next day. And so just being honest like that, I found was very, just be upfront and just sharing that made it a lot easier. Because I, I feel like half the time, all the things I read from people complaining, it's like expectation of, I send you a text, you respond immediately. And if you don't, there must be something wrong. 
or one of my biggest arguments, I, I hear people say, if a guy is into you, he will text you that day. And I laugh and I go, as somebody who goes to Europe on a regular basis, as somebody who has three sons, and when I visit them, I really don't want to be bothered. I just want to really be with my sons. As somebody who's on the golf course <laughs> and doesn't does text while I'm on the golf course, you know, there's going to be, I'm sorry, there's times where you're not going to hear from me. Yeah. It's not about interested. It's because I'm busy, especially like I would say with my sons, you're not going to hear from me, but I tell them that up front so they know. I feel like that goes a long way because that's usually where it get, breaks down is people don't know each other. They assume too much or, or I have had people that I dated that would text me in the middle of the night. And it was like, no. <laughs> this is not going to work. Yeah, I love that you're direct. And I think that so much energy is burned by people saying, oh, he hasn't texted or she hasn't done this or what do I do here? And what do I, that is such an energy suck. And it limits you from being able to do other things in your life because you're, I call it mental masturbation. <laughs> like your, your mind just won't stop thinking and obsessing and all that. And the more that you can use dating as your playground, really, and be able to say how you feel and then however it's responded to is just the way that it's supposed to be. I think that there's something really beautiful about that because you're not burning the energy anymore. Yeah. And I think it also, again, I think, I know my girlfriend posted the other day something about the fact that before me, she dated a guy who was a serial cheater and as she found out. And then she said, at least with my current boyfriend, I don't worry about that at all. But part of the reason she doesn't worry about it at all is say, I'm laughing, like, because you know where I'm at 24 7. And I think communication does that. If you're talking to somebody on a regular basis throughout the day, unless you're a creep who is texting at dinner on a date to somebody else, which I don't think happens a lot, you, you kind of get, you kind of know. One of the other things, especially with the whole world of online dating, it's, am I one of many or is it, especially in the early stages, is it, mm -hmm. and the rules different. I mean, I, that one's probably the biggest challenge I see is you go on a date with somebody and then you really like each other. You have no idea if either party, if you're competing, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think the more communication you have, the more relaxed you start to feel, well, I'm probably not competing. But even that requires a conversation. And, and the more you feel like you communicate and be open, I think the more you can give of yourself because you're not afraid to ask that question of, so are we doing this? Just go out and see where it goes between the two of us. What is this? And if you're, if you're not talking on a regular basis, it's hard to have those conversations. And again, I mean, you read them all the time as well as I do. That seems to be like the biggest thing that keeps people up at night. Yeah. I would love to hear what's coming alive for you. Yeah, I think one thing that's in my mind, just I finished watching White Lotus. Did you know you watched it? I haven't seen that. No, I heard about it though. It's funny because in the second episode, second there's there's two seasons. The second season, there's a young guy and a young woman, and they're at this resort, and there's not a lot of people their age, but they end up meeting each other, and they talk or anything. And I was watching it with my girlfriend and was laughing because we both crazed at the same thing. The guy was really good looking, and the woman was very interested, but he was trying to show that his dad was a womanizer. So he was trying to show that he was not a womanizer and he was being way too nice. And she ended up finding a guy who wasn't nice at all. He was kind of a jerk, but he was very, very clear she was going to have fun with him and he wasn't going to friend zone her. And she ended up leaving the nice guy for the bad boy. And I laughed and I said, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> and that's the challenge of a guy is that 
talking this, like that show, you're watching it going, yep, that's exactly what happens. And so again, I go back to don't be the, the nice guy. Sometimes I see posts from guys and it feels like they're trying really hard to show that they're just super, super nice. And I almost want to just text them and go, I'm a smart ass. And that works a lot better. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Women don't, yeah, they don't want to be broke. Women don't yeah. want guys all over, but at the same time, they want somebody who's going to make them laugh, who's interesting and who's going to make, you can be way too nice and it's a kiss of doubt. Yeah. And so, and when you mean nice, you mean in terms of just not going for the, the next step pretty much and just trying to play it safe. Yeah. Yeah. Playing it way too safe. Yeah. I'd love to hear what your number one piece of advice is for people basically on dating in general, how they should approach it. Like I said, for guys, I think that's easiest. Forget the compliment. Just be yourself. Talk to somebody. Get to know them. Show interest. But then read the room and don't be afraid to make that move. Because if a woman says yes to the second date, she's interested. That's why I say the first date is about asking questions, getting to know them, getting them comfortable. If they say yes to the second date, they have now told you they're interested. Because if they're not, you're not getting a second date. Mm -hmm. So now you're on the second date. Again, it doesn't give you permission to grow, but it basically says start. You may put your arm on her back, pull her hand after the date, go for that kiss on that date, read the room, decide how far you can go, and then continue. I think for a woman, it's not being afraid to put yourself out there as well. And the advice I give women is one, is a guy, we don't know your communication style. Men tend not to be as picky. Women tend to be very picky. So if you over communicate, you're blocked. If you under communicate, you're blocked. If you text and she wants to phone, you're blocked. If you call her on the phone, but you prefer to text, you're blocked. I mean, <laughs> it's like women put all these landmines out and I hate generalizing, but it's true. Uh, men don't, men don't care. Women put landmines out there. So, so just tell the guy up front. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. I would also say, though, be open. If you really want to get to know somebody, you don't want to limit your dating pool. Be flexible. Hey, I like to talk on the phone. If the guy says, I do too, but it usually takes me a few dates, give him a few dates. I can tell you, I've been blocked. First, I've been blocked by women who have never met because I wouldn't call them. Because I would text, they give me their phone number on an app. And I would text them and they would go, so you're not going to call me? And my answer would be, no, I haven't met you. And I'm very uncomfortable. If I haven't met you face to face, I don't want to talk to you on the phone. Yeah. I Once I get to know you, then I'll call you all the time. And they're like, that's not my communication style. You're blocked. Wow. <laughs> and then my answer is, okay, I, I told you I'm not comfortable. And it's funny because my, I think, again, the person I'm dating now, I do remember before we were dating a woman had said in our group, I require all men to, to FaceTime me before a date. And I'm like, yeah, I'm never going on a date. I'd never go on a date. <laughs> that, that would make me so uncomfortable. And I remember my now girlfriend responding and going, oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the most horrible thing in the world. That sounds painful. And I remember yeah. I sent her a note like, hey, we should not, not FaceTime each other sometimes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> But yeah, I mean, so be honest with your communication style, but also be flexible and let someone know. I think as a woman too, it's the man should make the first move, but don't be afraid to make sure he gets the fact that scoot a little bit closer to him, 
make a lot of eye contact, make sure he gets it, right? Yeah. Sometimes as guys, we just don't. Like I said, we, I typically could read a woman, but not like sometimes you're not. Sometimes they're, I've had dates where I left and went, oh, that was horrible. And then I get a text going, oh my God, I, that was the greatest date. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh, Scott, this has been incredible. I can't even thank you enough for doing this with me. I feel like whenever you're able to come on, even though the other ones were to do the thing and same thing with the dating experiment, I feel like the way you're able to express your view on just all of this wealth of knowledge that you've had from this experience, it comes out in a way that really means something and people can really learn so much from being able to listen. So I really appreciate you doing this. All right, no, it's fun. I appreciate you. You have me on and send me a link. I'm curious to see how this goes. This is a fun topic. How do I get out of it? I guess my one parting thing too would be as a boss, not at work. How do you tell you in my, oh gosh, no, I'm, I won't say how old I am. In my 35 years in the workforce, I've never dated somebody I've been a coworker with. And that's the ones that is a leader. Like, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the death. <laughs> Yeah, like all of these, like I said, with your close friends and really, really close friends, I have a hard time with it. With coworkers, I have an even harder time with it because, again, you got to look at these going, okay, a lot of relationships fail. And so if I have to work with a person on a regular basis, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. And for the listeners, thanks for joining the Do The Thing Dating Experiment. And here's to meeting someone in a new way. <laughs>